Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, away we go. It is now Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. That is correct. Just wow, five more days before. Damn. 2020. Damn. Time is flying yeah, here. Absolutely crazy. And somewhere in between there. We've got to figure out national championship contenders. We've got to figure out, of course, uh, uh, last-minute moves there as the NBA season will hit the midway point. We are well on our way to getting to March Madness and figuring out some of these uh, the better upper echelon teams, top 25. I mean, there is a lot going on in the sports world. Oh, yeah, the, the NFL. That's right. The NFL, too. We've got playoffs uh, in the midst here. We also have week 14 games, which we continue to monitor the markets on and see exactly uh, where the money is going. And some interesting moves yesterday. We'll talk about those coming up. And of course, we'll also talk about some coaching vacancies because wouldn't you know it, as we've been telling you all week here, there are going to be some opportunities uh, for teams to hit the reset button there and get in a new fresh uh, set of eyes, new leadership. And uh, while we thought this was certainly possible, if I would have told you this morning, if you had woken up and not heard anything, uh, and I had said that there was a firing in the NFL, you know, mutual parting of the ways, uh, which of course is, you know, which is great because I coaches often want to part ways in week 14 of a season. But uh, if I had told you a team, there was a firing, I mean, how many of you would have went uh, Shermer or Gase or Freddie Kitchens uh, even? How many of you, uh, you'd had to get down before you got to Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Makes sense. We knew he was on the hot seat. I get it. Uh, you can't lose. Uh, to a team like Washington there at, at home and now the third time in uh, in the season in which you've had the ball on the goal line first down and you could not get it through. Just uh, unfortunately not going to work with new ownership. Rivera was not the guy that uh, that Tepper here uh, hired. He was a holdover from the previous regime and it makes sense. I get it. He's already said he's going to put a stamp on this organization. He's going to hire new assistant general managers. This team is going to look a lot different come next year. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I, you know, nothing against Ron Rivera. I don't think he's going to be unemployed very long, Dane. Uh, I do think that it also signals since him and Cam Newton came in together uh, at the same time when he was drafted and he was hired. Uh, it could very well be that uh, that Cam Newton has also played his last game in Carolina. But I will post the question again. If bad losses is the bar that's set here for organizations that are hovering around mediocrity or less, uh, man, oh, man, how in the hell does Freddie Kitchens keep his job? How does Adam Gase keep his job? How does Shermer keep his job? I mean, the list goes on. 
Uh, week 14 is interesting for Carolina, but I'm hoping this is a new trend in the NFL, Dane, where, I don't know, you can't lose to two winless teams in the same season and keep your job. Is that possible? Please, please. Pretty please. Oh, we'll see. We'll see, Joe. Good morning, please. Joe. Good morning, Degenerates. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. You're right. We were talking, and we knew Carolina was one of those places. Remember, we've been starting to name them, and we got up to, like, what, five or six, maybe? Yep. Carolina was one of them. We just thought, I, you know, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, you and I agreed that this would be more of a Black Monday kind of thing. I didn't think it was right. going to happen in season. Right. I will say this, though. You know, it makes sense to think it could be in response to the loss when the, you know, dumpster fire that is Washington had their will and first their will against you. I don't think that's what it is, though, Joe, necessarily. The timing could be that. I think it's more, you know, we say that teams that do make this move in season, I think they're looking for a leg up. I think they're looking for a first bite at the apple. What this means to me is that they are going to be searching in the college ranks. I think they want to be first to market. They may be someone who has their eye on, you know, I'll just say that, say Matt Rule, right? Mm -hmm. But they want to be ready to go and already talking to him before, you know, say the Atlanta Falcons start talking to him in, you know, December 29th. I don't know if this is reactionary to the bad loss. (laughs) That would be a nice standard because then we could get new coaches in New York. But I don't think that's what it is, Joe. I think they're just trying to, be ready. It's like, I think they're trying to be first to market. And you said it yourself, you know, the new owner, Tepper, I watched all or nothing on Amazon prime. It is clear Mm -hmm. that he wants to come in and he, like you said, put a stamp on this organization. He already made them a new state of the art practice bubble with, and this is the opportunity. We've said it to turn the page on both coach and quarterback. Like quite frankly, we've hypothesized in other places like the chargers and Mm -hmm. others, they are going to take the opportunity um and it does make sense you know it's time for them to move on joe their goal line back is on ir his name is cam newton you know what yeah, i mean and they're yeah, gonna exactly. change this and build it all around mccaffrey and they'll hopefully be able to reload instead of completely rebuild yeah it was uh it was an interesting uh press conference from uh tepper too for what he had said was the reason why uh can't argue i really can't I also can't get it to play, but uh, he went on to talk about uh, it, it was. I thought it was interesting, Dane, because he said the time is now um, that he he felt Rivera wasn't making the necessary adjustments that other teams he has watched uh, make this season, and he felt like they kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and we're expecting a different outcome. So I thought he was honest to a point. I thought it was very cliche, but you know when you look. 2018 last year, they started off six and two guys. Then they yeah. lost seven straight. They finished seven and nine, right? This this season, same type of situation. They've lost four straight, five of their last six. They're losing the teams they shouldn't. They've had opportunities to win all of those games and unfortunately couldn't get the job done. So I get it. And, and you know, I, I get the guys. Uh, he To me, he might have actually, when you take over a team like that, 2018, I, I'm shocked he gave him as much rope as he did. Uh, but well, there it's time. Too, remember? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know? it's exactly. It, it, it's time. I mean, it, it's absolutely. You would have thought last year when you finished seven and nine after starting six and two, well, maybe it's uh, now's the time to pull the plug. But I give the guy well, they credit. Had the excuse. They had yeah, the right. Excuse. Right. It, and they, and they Cam stuck was obviously with it. hurt. 
You know, and right. they had that excuse. And so you could be like, oh, we were 6-2, and two, and Cam was an MVP candidate. Let's just take a shot at it. And then yeah, they lost I also again. think this guy has been planning for life after oh, Cam yeah. when he bought the team. Yes. I don't think yes. this was a situation I mean, they where drafted a quarterback in the third round, Joe. Yeah, did round. not want Cam Newton. Didn't draft him, didn't inherit him. Time to go on. Do you hear me, Johnson family? Can you hear us? Bad losses, no job. Bad losses, no job. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Wednesday, December the 4th. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Welcome to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com here. Uh, plenty to get to. Another monster night ahead of us here in uh, in college hoops as the ACC Big Ten Challenge continues. Always fun this time of year. Kind of giving us that litmus test of where some of these teams are. I think it's fair to say that the ACC, of course, and the Big Ten, when it comes to college hoops, guys, that's... They're pretty good there when you got a defending champion, sure. Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, Louisville in one side. And, of course, you've got uh, the Michigans, the Michigan States, uh, hell, Indiana now. You've got you got some powerhouses that are going at it. And uh, great games last night. We'll talk a little bit about those and what they mean uh, coming up. And then, of course, today, uh, in fact, North Carolina, Ohio State going to be absolutely huge. Uh, we'll tell you, of course, Izzo versus Coach K last night, uh, and Draymond Green got his number retired, so not a dry eye in the house there in Michigan State, but, yeah, it might not have been because they were crying over Draymond, but we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. There was some controversy surrounding the games last night in the, and well, one game in the NBA last night, Dane, and uh, I thought it was absolutely hilarious because only, and I mean only, could we be talking about James Harden, Harden right? when it yeah. comes to getting absolutely screwed? Because let's face it, he's been getting screwed all year. Uh, we get it. Nobody likes his brand of basketball. He's Johnny Flopper. Uh, he's a guy that uh, if you took away foul shots, he might score eight points a game. He is. Uh, but listen, it works for him. He takes advantage of the system. I'll never fault him for doing that. But last night, the Rockets, as a seven-point favorite, going to San Antonio, who is just abysmal this year, without LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, Coach Pop scratching his head every time he turns around going, ah, maybe I should have retired last year, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. They're an 8-14 and 14 team in the West. They're going nowhere. And they got Houston coming in, who's averaging, you know, 300 points a game. You got Westbrook. You got Harden. No load management. Easy win, right? Well, for three quarters, it was, because they were up by 22 points. Right. And then the fourth quarter happened. And more importantly, um, this play happened last night. Oh, Harden saw that coming a mile away. Look out for the guy with the squeegee. Wait, did that come out? That went that through. Went that through. ball went through. That went through. That ball went through. That ball went through. 
and then whip back out with the net. Yeah, and it didn't count. Uh, is basically what happened there. With about seven minutes left in the fourth, obviously the game's still in hand by Houston. Yeah, um, so Harden steals it, almost runs over the poor kid trying to clean up the sweat on the floor, right? The dude with the squeegee. And uh, and he hammers it home. But the problem was he hit it so damn hard that the ball finished out of the net, but the net swung around and put the ball back up over the rim like he got rejected. So, of course, the refs look at each other and go, no, 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 no basket. So everybody goes crazy, hardened. The Antonio's going nuts. The announcer's like, what do you mean? I mean, it was on every replay in the building. But apparently you can't review that, Dane. You you can't review that play. But you can certainly review fouls now in the NBA. It's uh, very subjective. So the one thing that isn't subjective, like did the ball go in the hoop or not? Uh, you can't review, but you can certainly review fouls. And then, of course, from that point on, they went on to completely get dominated and the game went to overtime. And I can promise you this, at seven minutes in the fourth, you're like, all right, it's two points, no big deal, right? There, were, This game ain't going to matter. Of course, until it goes to overtime and those two points meant the difference of winning or losing, then they, of course, go to double overtime and they lose. You get a typical Westbrook game. Uh, Triple-double, congratulations, but he was like three for 80 from the field. He was absolutely horrible. Same thing, I think four of 30 from three-point range for Harden, and yet he still scores 50 points. But to me, the interesting part is that after the game, the NBA made an announcement. Houston talked to him because they were asking, listen, are you going to protest this game? Because the game should have never went to overtime. Right. They said, we're not going to because we did talk to the NBA and the NBA clearly said it should have counted. It was not not a problem like that basket should have happened and the refs screwed it up. But they said, we're not going to protest because we're we've been assured that the NBA is going to take care of this. And what they mean by taking care is they're going to award the win to Houston or. They are going to force these two teams at some point in the in the, uh, in the season to play for seven minutes on. Either way, if I'm holding a ticket that has either money line San Antonio or money line Houston, what the hell does that mean exactly? Now, apparently they did this before with uh, Shaq years ago. There was a game, something very similar where the refs blew it and the NBA just awarded the win to them. Uh, They basically took it out of the win column for the other team and awarded it to, I believe it was the Lakers at the time. Are you going to like what happens to the stats from that point on, Dane? And why the hell is that play not reviewable? Of all the things that you're reviewing, that's not one of them. Oh, that should definitely be reviewable. Remember when they decided in the NFL to open up pass interference? I said that was a bad decision because it was subjective. I was like, listen, if there's things that are black and white, review them. This is black and white. If the ball went through the damn net. (laughs) <laughs> you know, this isn't like even charge block kind of thing, which I can see as subjective, you know. So this is very interesting, Joe. You know, I, what, you said it happened before with Shaq. My mind went to the Pine Tar game back in the, <laughs> back in like George exactly. Brett, you know, exactly. because to me, you know, honestly, like we've heard this before, right? When the league admits that they were wrong and you're like, OK, great. That and a Metro card gets me home, you know. But when you say they're going to take care of it, mm-hmm. that is what opens up all these questions for me, especially in the sports investing and fantasy world, right? Because 
you asked the question at first, what are you doing if I'm holding a San Antonio ticket? It's cash mm-hmm. it right now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, you know? And then I have other questions. You know, you're saying the money line, but if they just award the win, by what score, Joe? Yes, The exactly. score when this happens? How does that affect the total? That's why I remember they say all games must go 55 minutes for the total to be, you know, or at least NFL games. I don't know what the NBA analog is. It's probably like 44 yep. minutes or something like that. Um, and then also, like you said, the statistics. What does that mean for DFS lineups that day? Uh, regular season scoring champions with Harden mm-hmm. involved. Does Westbrook still get triple, tri- a triple double? You know, things of that nature. Not only that, I mean, Capella went 20 and 20. You know, that's maybe that's in a contract ex- incentive. You know, so mm-hmm. there are all sorts of things. I do think it would be cool if they actually did award it because we hear this all the time and protests. Nothing ever really comes of them. But mm-hmm. when you say they're going to take care of this, what in the hell does that mean? To be honest, Joe, what, if they were to do that, I think the right way would be figure out their mutual off day or the next time these guys do play in San Antonio and play it from that spot in time. Um, yes. As opposed to just manufacturing the final and giving them it, a win in the box score. I think they have to play it from that moment and see what happens. But that's still very, very dicey uh, for people who may have some shekels or other interests. I'd be shocked. uh, I mean, how do you just award them the win? And and because, and if you force, yeah, I mean, and if you force them to replay that situation, right? Of course, you got to think the end of the game would have been played out differently had those two points been on the board, then, you know, that whole last three minutes of the happened. game would have right. changed. Yeah. It would, would have been totally different. So I, I just don't – It this is the other important factor. That's not why they lost, okay? You, right. you blew a 22-point friggin' lead in one co- in seven minutes. Like, you blew a lead. It's not like you don't. Houston was up 20 with 323 in the third. They were up by at least 10 with just under, just close to three minutes left in the fourth. Do you see what's going on there? Like, they continued to get worse as the game was going on. So, I, yeah, but I would know. not one play cost them the game. I, and I know they've obviously done it. There's, there's precedent for this. But could you imagine just, you know, saying, no, 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 take it out of, put it in the win column. And take it. And then what about dudes with contracts that have, you That's know, rebound saying. clauses and point clauses? Like I said, Capella got a, a 20 and 20. Yes. Like he may have some kind of clause in his contract for that. Russell Westbrook got a triple-double. He yep. may have a clause in his contract for that. James Harden may go on to act like a half-time season, spring season. Wow. Point per game. The 50 he got last night could help his average. Wow. Just wow, NBA. Create your own issue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. you to subscribe to us find us on youtube simple stuff guys sports grid network follow us hit that little bell in the upper right hand corner never miss a show get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time also make sure you're following us on instagram at 
Sports Grid TV. Time to get on the grid, guys. SportsGrid.com. And it's also time to get in the game with a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Listeners, watchers, viewers, right now of this show, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Ding. Make a deposit. Ding. And then place your first bet in DraftKings. Well, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. Now, the offer eligible to all users plus new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And we'll take a look at uh, coming up here. We'll take a look at some of these early line movements in the NFL for week 14. Also, one game Friday, all the rest of the college conference championships are on Saturday. And there is much going on uh, in the world of the college football, certainly the playoff committee, Dane, where they met last night. And, you know, I had said there is a bit of controversy happening in uh, in the in that world right now. And not only in the NBA, but of course with the committee, but not because the committee did anything crazy like the top four are exactly the same. So the committee did exactly what we thought they were going to do, and that is keep the top four the same. To me, the controversy comes in with everything they did after number four. And here's what I mean. Mm -hmm. You've got an Alabama team, right, that was on the road lost by three points against a top 12 team in Auburn, right? Conference champion right. Iron Bowl. Michigan. Right, with a backup quarterback. And then, uh, of course, Michigan, they lost by 29 at home to Ohio State. And yet, somehow or another, Michigan only drops one spot in the ranking. Alabama drops seven spots in the ranking. And then you've got, a, I don't know, teams like Wisconsin coming in all of a sudden now at number eight. You have teams like, I don't know, Penn State, in fact. Uh, Penn State also looking actually pretty good there because why? Well, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they're ahead of Minnesota. And didn't Minnesota also beat Penn State uh, actually rather easily, too, in mm-hmm. doing so? So all of this, when you add it up, to think that there isn't some bias in that room, I think is just, it's foolish, guys, and it's it's not the reality. The reality is every move outside of number four, the top four, that all sets up to give Ohio State, regardless of what happens mm-hmm. here, the right. number one seed. That's, that's exactly what it does. You have now inflated Michigan and Wisconsin, yep. right? To avoid having any argument that LSU, who when they beat Georgia, if they beat Georgia, and even if they blow them out, there is no argument to be made why LSU should be number one instead of Ohio State. They have basically rigged the top 25 there in order to be able to make, at least to me, there's only one team that benefited from every move made there, even though they make zero sense, and that is to make... Ohio State looks so good, it's ridiculous. They're going to be your number one no matter what. Right, and also it preserves the thing like, let's say they lose. 
the Big yeah. Ten championship game. It's to it's to number eight instead of like number whatever they were before 11 right. or something like that. Yep. You know what I mean? So it makes it look a little bit better. I hear you, Joe. I guess my question though is, does it really matter <clears throat> on balance? You know what I mean? Like, so what if they fall to two, you know, this one, two LSU, Ohio state, you know, I, I get it. They're going to try to quote unquote, avoid Clemson potentially, but I agree with you. It does. They are kind of greasing the wheels for the big 10 and Ohio state. But like after, for example, after Baylor at seven, it's not like these standings matter for, you know, the orange bowl or, you know, other bowls. So I see what you're saying, but I don't know that it, like how much do you think it will ultimately matter only like if Ohio State loses, right? In the in the in the conference championship game. Well, how is Penn State at 10 8 spots better than the team that beat their ass I agree. in Minnesota? I don't I agree, you know, but I, what's the impact of that? that? Is that does Penn State get picked up for a, a uh, like December 28th bowl ahead of Minnesota because of this? Well, it, of course. I mean, number 10 yeah. teams, I mean, they're going to go they're going to get more money suppose, you know, in in the long run because of the okay. better bowl game. But yeah. It also all of these moves only favor one team. No, they, right. they obviously Ohio favor State. Ohio yeah. State. And you can't yeah. justify to me. How is it that if you played this game tomorrow, Alabama, Auburn or Florida, what would the spread be if any of those three teams took on uh, Wisconsin? They would be because favored. all three of those teams are below Wisconsin right now. Yeah. And yet all the records are just about the same. So, yeah. I mean, that's my point. It makes. It's it's so blatant. It's almost ridiculous because you're going, all right, so does does blowing somebody out even matter at this particular point? Does margin of victory matter? How can you justify dropping Alabama seven spots like that with a three point road loss to a rival to a number 12 team? And yet you're keeping Penn State in the top 10. Wisconsin's an eighth best team in the country now. Like, seriously? No, I, I, so, I hear you. I, you even know, if it's they lose like to a, Wisconsin, you've just lost to the number eight team in the country. Right. So there's no so way the they just right. guaranteed Ohio State's entry, into, no matter what. Unless they lose by 100, there's no Which way Ohio State. It, so Ohio State doesn't even have to worry about They don't have to even go the extra effort in this game. They're, they're automatically in. Yeah, I mean, we thought they would be in even with a loss in the conference championship game anyway. I do see your point. For me, when I saw it, I was it was almost like because there's so much talk about the top four and then there's now talk about, like, who would be there in pole position when, mm -hmm. if and when Georgia loses. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Oklahoma, Baylor, Utah, because that's where the focus of the conversation is. It's almost like. You ever like fill out a survey and start doing it and then just go down the rest of the line like and just write C like fill in letter C all the way down the rest of the line. It's almost like that's what the committee did, Joe. You know, they're like they focus on that top seven because they knew that that's where the eyes would be. And then they're like, all right, we can put our pencils down, whatever, and just like, you know, fill in the rest. But I see what you're saying. Maybe they did in the conspiracy theory world. Maybe they did massage all of that to make sure and guarantee that Ohio State was sitting pretty. Um, you know, I just I just didn't take those, like, that second uh, well, leap of conspiracy. But I don't disagree Well, first of you. all, you're right, they, it did happen. Their quarterback might be hurt more than we realize, too. So yeah, they man, might not bad. have Jason. Yeah, they might that have Jason did not bad. have Fields there for that. So I, they did the same thing, and let's face it, they did the same damn thing with OU. Oklahoma State now all of a sudden appears after getting their asses handed to them in Bedlam right. 
they're now a top 25. twenty. They're coming to right. They're now a top twenty-five team. So it's if OU cushion, right, it's to make you just them look gave better. OU a top twenty-five victory is what you did over there, and they got their asses handed to them. So now all of a sudden, OU, if it comes down to OU in Utah, well, OU's got another top twenty-five win there, Dane. So yep. <laughs> no, like, I think that's really? interesting. I. And I think most people don't look at this is what I'm saying, you know, because that's not what goes up on the graphic when they release the standings. Right. You know, right. It's top four. Yep. And then like, well, you know, people will know all the way down to, say, seven in this case. Right. Yep. But it's interesting to look at how the rest of it was, you know, massaged to, in essence, make the resumes of others look, you know, yep. that's what we're talking Big about. Time. Top 25 wins. Uh quote-unquote good losses stuff like that and, and and so it's interesting I, I you know i don't know that it'll ultimately matter though joe you know what i mean um but yeah it that it is interesting that they see that i also thought what i'm looking at this for the thing that i was most you know interested to see would be utah oklahoma right who five six and and that seeing utah over oklahoma I thought was interesting because we talked yesterday, Joe, and I think we both thought that Oklahoma would get the respect because of the brand name that they are and that Utah doesn't do it in a sexy way. But I'm excited to see that Utah could be sitting there um, if they go out and do their business in Levi Stadium on Friday. They could be in pole position to prove themselves in the playoff. Well, I hope so, because if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma, the committee right. is just guaranteed that they have a leg up on you. And if they come out and say, wow, OU, they got a look, they just beat yeah. a top 20. You know, they got a, an extra top 25 win there scheduling Matt. Like, really? Like, yeah. all of this is about everything else that they did yesterday. And it's one makes thing them, to say, hey, listen, it may, look better. it may not matter, which is great. But there's one thing about saying it may not matter and guaranteeing it doesn't matter is a totally different thing, which is kind of what because none of these make any sense. You can't have Florida. You can't have Alabama. You can't have all of these teams that say everything being equal record wise. Who the hell's got the better resume? You, you're kidding me. Like you guaranteed Wisconsin now to be a top 10 win. Like, seriously? I, and Minnesota all of a sudden fell off the face of the earth now. So now Penn State is a top 10 team while Minnesota, uh, you'd let them go down. Yeah, this is crap over here. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's certainly going to affect, and you, we root for chaos all the time. So yeah. it just seems like to me, and I think people should realize, the committee has, and while we always concentrate on the top four, the committee has absolute ways to massage yeah. that in order to guarantee to get the outcome they want because of money. And that's ultimately what it comes down. Right. It's no ch it's no surprise that we're talking about it benefiting Ohio State and Oklahoma, the teams that'll travel well, the blue blood teams, the teams that'll get ratings. This isn't, you know, happening to make Utah schedule. Thank you. And yet, you expand it to six or eight teams, it's going to get worse. It's going to get absolutely worse. Yeah. Whole damn thing is rigged. Lauren Ash coming up on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Let's make
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. all things being uh, equal, Dane, that what is ultimately the perfect scenario for the committee? What is the championship game that they want and work it back from there? Because while in all likelihood, none of it's going to matter for the top four, they'll, it's going to matter for what happens if LSU beats Georgia, because then, you know, teams like Oklahoma just got, you know, they got a little padded there at the end with OSU making the top 25. But you got to ask yourself, two's going to play three. Three's going to be Clemson, right? I mean, so who would you rather see Clemson play in the semi? Ohio State, which I think we've already seen that, did we not? And it wasn't even friggin' close. Uh, We watched Ohio State get boat raced uh, by Clemson there a couple of years back. Uh, Do you ultimately want LSU taking on... Ohio State for the net. They get the best of the both worlds, right? I think, to me, I think that's the dream scenario. Give me the SEC, give me the Big Ten, give me the two powerhouses, and we are good to go. And what you don't want is LSU having to take on OU. Nobody watches. Utah, nobody watches, right? I mean, so that's Clemson. Even Clemson. Yeah, for the championship game, right? Because that's ultimately what you're setting up is You want the SEC and you want the Big Ten. You want Ohio State and LSU. That nothing will generate more eyes, more revenue than those two teams, right? Clemson fatigue, OU fatigue. You know, you've got all of this uh, happening. Alabama's out of the picture, thank goodness. But, you know, who do you want playing Clemson, Ohio State? You know, maybe the committee feels like they should that, listen, a hurt quarterback in Justin Fields. You want them going up against Clemson team? And right. then what? Getting bounced out? I, uh, you know, yeah. I think. I mean, I hear uh, you. I, I think, I think the, the networks and the committee would be fine with Clemson also. Okay. I think that Clemson is the same kind of now public team. They'd be going for whatever it would be. What would it be like? Three out of four. I think it would be something like that. I hear you on the ultimate four seed, you know, not being uh, the buzz, but I do think any permutation of Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson in the championship game, you know, ABC would be comfortable with that. Um, The committee would be happy with that because those teams would travel. Those teams would have buzz. Those three have been seen as the big boys all season long. I I hear what you're talking about in terms of, like, even uh, the semifinal matchup, you know, uh, being something that's not a repeat like we did see Clemson, Ohio State. But I, I would even throw Clemson in there. I think they are like a de facto SEC team for this kind of conversation, Joe. Uh, I think they got fatigue. I, I think they're worried that Clemson, if you allow them to bounce out or if something happens there, and Clemson obviously has got uh, – they've had OSU's number. And I think, it'd be, they have, yeah. I think they shut them out a couple of years ago, in fact, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It was, uh, it was like 35, 38, something along. It was some ridiculous number. 
you want Ohio State in. Regardless of what happens, you need Ohio State in. And Ohio State, by guaranteeing them or making it so nothing can happen except the number one seed, they're going to beat OU or Utah. I don't care. Either or. I don't care. Pick it. They're going to beat them. Um, and hell, by the it's way. Georgia. What about Georgia? Yeah, they'll beat They'll beat Georgia. You think they, you think they but Georgia, Georgia will move up to number three if they win and LSU will drop to four. There's absolutely, you know, so that's that's what you're going to be looking at there. Then you're going to get Ohio State, LSU, and you're going to get Clemson, Georgia, and then it it is what it, or maybe you don't. Be excited. May, that, you don't think that might be the best match? You don't think yeah. that might be what the committee wants? But that's, I think they are- want that in the final, not the, not the semifinal. If you have Clemson, Georgia also, like, that's better, in my opinion, that would be better than any possible other semifinal matchup that has, like, a Baylor or a Utah in it. They don't want that matchup in the semifinal. I think they think LSU is going to beat Georgia. I, I don't think that's even going to be up sure, to question. I, I hear you. But this uh, is you where know you what get I mean? it because there are still right. games to be played. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, absolutely. You can't and the do they fall more than one spot, though? Even if Georgia wins, yeah. does do they still fall? Uh, and, you know, because we're assuming they take the four spot. Do they just drop one spot? Clemson goes to number two. Well, right now. Eh. I mean, how much further is LSU going to fall, even if they lose to Georgia? I, they're not going out of the four, right? I think no, we're I safe to say you. there. I agree with you, but here's what I'm – here's if Georgia wins, mm-hmm. would they hop Clemson? Yeah, that's would that win, exactly. Would that be so impressive? It'd yep. be better than any win Clemson has on their on their schedule, right? So right. could it be, Joe, if Georgia won, right, and everything else goes, and let's say, you know, I, I'm taking Virginia plus 30, right? Let's say Clemson okay. wins by seven, <laughs> you know? Okay, yes, it's a, that's a possible scenario. No, Joe, right? Right. I would go, what I would do would be OSU one, Georgia two, two. LS three, Clemson four. But they wouldn't do a rematch of the SEC championship game. I don't think as they would, yes. Right. Oh, didn't Alabama play Georgia in a semifinal one recently? Yes, I think they no, did. That was, a, that was a championship game. That was the that final was the championship. Final. Yes. That was the yep. final final. Because Georgia pulled the upset. Yeah, okay. So, but I don't know. If LS if, if Georgia beat LSU, that would immediately, Joe, become the most impressive win of Georgia Absolutely. or Clemson season. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely correct. And in a conference championship game, no less. So then, I, I think I would put Georgia over Clemson higher, if I'm holding it. Yep, yep. And that's – LSU because they beat them. I would go Ohio State, Georgia, provided mm. they beat LSU, then Clemson. Then Clemson over the thing, yeah. And, and then the argument comes in that South Carolina loss, uh, as good as that win is – you know, Clemson runs the table, goes undefeated. Undefeated is still not one loss. Like LSU, like Georgia would. See, Georgia is interesting from the standpoint because they're a one-loss team. And I don't, can Georgia be anything more than – they're not – could they put an undefeated team behind a one-loss Georgia team? I, I don't know that they'll ever do that. So – they just don't have the resume that Georgia would. Oh, it's have. terrible. It really is terrible. In the SEC championship game. Joe, because look, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. 
you know. Remember also, they stomped Notre Dame, Georgia. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yep. Florida at Auburn. I mean, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, Florida, Auburn, and then in this scenario, LSU. Those are four, (laughs) Joe, those are four very quality wins. Monster wins. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. Those would be four of the top 15 teams. I don't know where Notre Dame is like, what, 14? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Florida, Auburn. Like, this is going through the SEC gauntlet. Are you kidding me? That's Uh, huge. That that is huge. I, I would hop them over Clemson. I really would. And that means you'd have, wow, that would, what controversy that would be having, because you're right. The resume would be, I mean, I get it. You lost to South Carolina, but you know, that's still, like you said, the the gauntlet that you had to go through in order to win is just absolutely crazy. Not what you can't do. And Georgia would demonstrate to me that they can beat any team in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's biased too, Joe, right? Like, when they're going into their voting booths, whatever, for the final time, the last thing they would see would be Georgia beating number one in the country or, or number two in the country. Yes, right. I would honestly, I, I, to your point, Joe, you can't hold Clemson out because they haven't beaten anybody. No, that's right. Exactly. They, exactly. They're going to be in regardless. Semifinal anyway, right? They'd be 2-3 right. anyway. And then it would be Ohio State, oh, LSU. That would, in the a, that would be huge. And that would suck because that means OU and Utah, that basically it renders your games useless. It really does. Yeah, it basically it renders your game better. useless. But when I, is I, that LSU? What time is that game? But I'm just going to say, um, yeah. first of all, the Oregon-Utah game is Friday night. Friday night. So that'll already be the, determined, right? The Saturday schedule lines up, I do believe, is that the SEC, the, the SEC game is in the middle of the day, like that, you know, that usual 3.30 game. Right, right. Yeah. It's the three o'clock game. I believe that both the ACC and the Big Ten game are night games. I think they're both eight o'clock. I'll double check that. All of a sudden, that gets real interesting then, because if you do get chaos, if if Georgia does win, um, it kind of eliminates no matter what happens in the Big Twelve, right? I mean, it's Baylor, Oklahoma is at noon. Georgia LSU is the 3.30 kind of game, or 4-3, okay. whatever that is. And then both Ohio State-Wisconsin and Virginia-Clemson are like, you know, primetime, 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock starts. So then, so if Georgia does win early, uh, or if uh, rather, let's say OU wins, great. OU's got to watch what happens now in the SEC game, which is at 3.30. So if Georgia throws a, if Georgia wins, then it's jockeying for position with the two night games is basically it. Everybody's a fan of the Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah, big time. Huge. That is that's a huge game. Huge. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, all these guys. They're like, because same thing, you know, and I agree with you. They wouldn't keep Clemson out. They would give them the right to defend their throat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the right thing to do, by the way. I don't I but Oklahoma, a dominant Oklahoma, Baylor, Utah. They would have a gripe. They, yes, would, they would have a gripe, okay? I, yeah. I would ultimately agree with the decision to allow Clemson the chance to defend the title, but they would have a gripe. They and would I will be say this. Utah, you know. If Baylor wins, if Baylor would have win, right? Baylor, I think we, is it safe to say Baylor needs help? Baylor needs Oregon to beat Utah. 
and then they need they then they would absolutely need LSU to win. They would need L. They'd be rooting for LSU at that point. Got it. If Utah wins on Friday night, right? The Big Twelve championship game is irrelevant because they're both behind. It, Utah it really right is, now. right? It it really is. It becomes and useless. LSU wins and Clemson goes down. Goes down. Yeah. So holy. Crap. That would be the opening, right? Yep, LSU wins. Four, the number four is viable, but it would be Utah with their win. What you would need is another spot to get freed up, and the only right. way that happens is somehow Trevor Lawrence get tears his ACL in the first quarter, and Virginia wins. By That's right. Yep. So it, it, yeah. I mean, so I, it, it'll start it Friday, and Lawrence to like get hurt. Hurt something along those lines. You're right because the craziness could start Friday if Oregon that's pulls off the win. That's not then, the chaos we want. No, no, that's it's yeah because if Oregon wins, then basically that's the door open for Baylor. That means yeah. ba- that game against well, Oklahoma becomes must-watch television. Then that game, right? They got a shot. Then they, they got cheer a shot. Bless you. Then they cheer yep. for hell like you to make Georgia's case go by the wayside. That's Big all they time. need. That's, that's all they it. need. Yep. But that's all if they need. Utah wins Friday night, then they need even more. That's correct. Yep. They that's correct. So Utah is in the next man up scenario, right? So Georgia fall, it would be Utah. You would need something else to happen to make something your crazy. way. The only that's thing right. we think that could possibly be is a really bad things happening to Clemson. Yeah. And and the reason these scenarios are important because you also have to realize, guys, what happens Friday starts it. But you know, by the time you get to those eight o'clock games on Saturday, motivation changes. The motivation in the second half of these games is going to change depending on what's at stake here for some of these teams. Because there could be, Dane, by the time you get to the eight o'clock games, there's nothing to play for if you're always you. There's nothing to play for if you. At the same time. Right. You know. Yeah. It's tough to place the wager now, not knowing what the hell is going to, what, what's, what's the motivation at the end of those games. Tough spot, man. It really, really is. We'll take a look at those numbers, see if we can make heads or tails of it. We'll do it coming up next here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the craziness getting ready here this week. College football final week here now before we get into bowl season. And boy, oh boy, how much fun is that going to be? 932 bowl games to bet on. uh, And it'll start rather quickly, too, I believe, starting next week. I I think our first bowl game will be next. I'm pretty sure it'll be next starting next week. And I love those uh, pools where you got to pick them all with, like, the confidence picks. Yeah. Like, one through, I don't know, at this point, like, one through 73 for all the bowls. I go to my man Joe Lisi. Yankee Stadium? Yeah, 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 they, yeah. The pinstripe bowl. It's, it's cool. the pinstripe bowl, right? That's yeah. still there. Yep, that's yeah, still there too. Absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. And I always uh, been on to a freestyle. football game there yet at that stadium. I have not been to a football game. The there. soccer game, yeah. though, you've been there, right? I've been to soccer, and you know what soccer. else I've been to? I've been to um, I've been to a boxing match there oh, at Yankee okay. Stadium. Where did they put that? Cool. Center field. Oh, yeah, that like pretty much. I mean, right behind second base, short center field. 
Um, yeah. And I always do a good game, Joe, on my other show, Fantasy Freestyle. Maybe we could find a way to carry it over. I like to ask random people, either at the bar or whatever, I name a bowl. And I say, is this a real bowl or a fake bowl? Nice. <laughs> you know, like I like the, that. The, the, you know, the, the, the Drano pomegranate bowl. Real or Love fake. that. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. that kind of and thing. They change every and you'd year. be surprised. People yep. usually can completely guess if it's fake, but there are some real bowls that people think, like, there's no way that's actually true. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's so um, true. So and that's fun. Sponsorship changes every yeah. damn year. Yeah. It's something else. <laughs> the Saxby's.com. <laughs> The same bowl, just a different name. Yeah. It's a, it's the absolutely great. Bowl, you know, it's yeah. hysterical some of them. Yep. But and hey, they, and these kids will get those swag bags and love it. So it's all good. Uh, and there's big money still at stake for, oh, yeah. and that's another reason why that that seating, or at least the next final seating, is going to be huge. Those six new, you know, the, that that final six there for the New Year's games is huge, guys. The amount of money um, that's available there is going to be. And then, you know, that let's face it, some of these extra lineups that we can get here, Dane, as far as, you know, who is Wisconsin going to play? Who is Michigan? You know, some of these Big Ten SEC matchups, it, there are some, it's not Honestly, just the top four, there's some other in, interesting games. I'm interested in Memphis, Appalachian State, Cincinnati, those kind of teams also. Big time. Right? Yep. Yep. That's big interesting stuff. Rose Bowl. Wisconsin? Oregon, Utah.